We now return you to your regularly scheduled episode of An Evening at the Movies. Before we got into the plot, I made reference to the fact that I have some respectful information on this movie to go through really quick before okay. we get to the fun facts and the quotes. Oh, okay. I was like, but I have a few fun facts, but yeah, you go. We'll get to that here in a second. But um, as far as like accolades for this movie goes, I mean, the list is long and distinguished and I'm only going to go with... Like my Johnson? Yeah. Oh, freaking Top Gun. Uh, sorry, couldn't help myself. So, but I'm only going to really go with the two main American accolade categories being this movie was nominated for seven Golden Globe Awards. Mm-hmm. Of those seven, well, it was nominated for Best Picture Drama, uh, Original Score. We'll get to that later, too, as well. Um, supporting actor, director, screenplay, and best actor, not once, twice. And it won nice five out of those seven awards. With obviously one of the losses had to be one of the two best actors because Pacino and Brando weren't both going to win best actor right and then the other loss being supporting actor which was james Kahn as sunny yeah um academy awards 11 nominations wow i mean pic- right yeah best picture costume design Best Actor, Best Adapted Screenplay, uh, Best Film Editing, Best Original Score, again. That was revoked. (laughs) We'll get to that. Um, Best Director, and Best Sound. Oh, wait, that number doesn't add up to 11, does it? No, it only adds up to 8 because this movie had three nominations for best supporting actor oh yeah con and robert duvall diane keaton didn't get nominated for best supporting actress oh wow no i'm gonna have to look up and see who got nominated that year i looked it up and i don't even remember but yeah so 
of yeah, that's the, impressive. The of the eleven Academy Award nominations, would you like to take a wild guess as to how many they won? I know it won Best Picture. Uh, Brando won Best Actor. He didn't. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Two. Okay. Um. I know it didn't win Best Score because of. Well, okay. It not being. Before we go into yeah, I mean, so basically, it was nominated for Best Original Score, and the Academy rescinded the nomination because um, the composer evidently it was sampled. He basically, yeah, copied a score, a different one of his scores from a different movie. So obviously not original if it's adapted and there's no adapted screen or adapted score category. Right. So you have best picture and you um, have. I mean, I don't know. I can't think of. Did one of the supporting actors win? Oh, wow. Um, there's three? Three. So I'm missing that's, one. That's all it won was three Academy Awards out of 11 nominations. Adapted, adapted screenplay? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Coppola didn't even win director. Nice. So... Um, what one director that year? Oh God, I don't remember. Let me. All right, I'm gonna look because I want to Google see. while I finish up the Academy okay. Award because we're not gonna go into the clusterfuck that was last Sunday. But um, for those of you that I will say this for those of you who think that the 2000 and two well the 2022 Academy Awards is the most controversial academy awards of all time you guys have another thing coming you need to freaking go read up on the 1973 academy awards because that was the year that brando oh, sorry go ahead that was the year that brando boycotted the awards due to hollywood's depiction of native americans and i don't, I don't even i'm not even going to try and pronounce her name so We'll just leave it at a, a beautiful American, native woman. Uh, yeah. When Brando won, a beautiful native woman came to the stage to accept his award on behalf of the Indian nation. Which is and, beautiful. And your fucking hero. Yeah. John fucking Wayne. So yeah, on top of it, yeah, <laughs> as she's trying to mount the stage and accept the award, John Wayne is being held back by security because he's trying to get on stage and assault her for disrespecting the award show. At least he was held back, but yeah, that's... Well, yeah, we're like I said, we're not fucking, getting into fucking bullshit. And then uh, the other <clears throat> controversial moment of the French Connection. That director is what won, and Gene Hackman also won Best Supporting Actor for 
French connection. Okay, that would make sense why Jimmy Kahn, Al Pacino, and Robert Duvall didn't win supporting actor. I <clears> disagree, <throat> but <laughs> so speaking of Al Pacino as um best supporting actor, that is the other controversial moment from that year's ceremony. Um Pacino boycotted as well due to his feeling that having more screen time than Marlon Brando in that movie. And if you actually go through and watch it and kind of sort, you don't even have to count the minutes. It's absolutely true. Michael Corleone is in that movie. I would say at least 75% more than Marlon Brando is. And Michael Aaron Al Pacino did not get a best actor nomination for that movie. Brando did. I agree. I agree with his. Uh, oh no, I'm reasoning. not saying his statement. But boycotting the Oscars, come on, bro! Like, oh. don't be a petty little bitch. It is what it is, and but he's not wrong. <laughs> no, he's not wrong, and I. Think... He's a star of that movie. Yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to put significance over okay Pacino is more important than Brando um both of them are more important than James Conn James Conn is more important than Robert Duvall no they're all pieces of the puzzle that make the picture as complete and perfectly synchronized as it is oh I mean I God. think all all four of them should be the <coughs> supporting actor yeah. Or if not, Brando and Pacino should have been, you know. Yeah. It, it's a tough one. And, you know, Brando got it because he played the titular character and because he's Marlon fucking Brando. But well, yeah. I, I mean, I get it. I understand. So, I mean, in a way, it's only fair. But at the same time, it's not necessarily fair. But <clears throat> um, agreed. One, well, two last ones really quick. Um, as far as like the American Film Institute goes in 1998 on its 100 years, 100 movies list, The Godfather ranked number three all time. Nice. In okay. 2001, 100 years, 100 thrills, and they didn't give which thrill per se or if it's just the whole movie as a thrill. It came in at number 11. Right. Out of 100. Um, okay. 2005, 100 years, 100 movie quotes. Number two. 2006. Leave again, take the cannoli. No. <laughs> no. Oh, it wasn't the secret. He's gonna, okay. He's going to make him an offer he can't refuse. Can't refuse. Okay. 2006, 100 mm. years of film scores. Number five. Heck yeah. 2007, 10th anniversary, 100 years, 100 movies. I don't know which movie fell out of the top three, but The Godfather bumped up to number two as the greatest movie of all time. Okay, repeat that. What? 
In 2007, they did a 10th anniversary, 100 years, 100 movies. And in 1998, 100 years, 100 movies, it was number three. Okay. 10, years, 10 years later, it came in at number two. Okay. So I know Citizen Kane still ranked at number one. So I know it wasn't Citizen Kane that fell out. Right. But it is what um and the big accolade as far as AFI goes in two thousand eight on a list of top ten gangster movies coming in at number one. I fucking hope so. They got well. It's the baseline okay. for all gangster movies is, to follow. It I is mean, number one on that list. And when we get to wrapping up this episode, there's going to be an announcement coming. So stay tuned for that. Um, All right. Well, let's. uh... 1990, it was selected for preservation in the National Film Registry as being deemed culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant. So fun facts. Nice. I tip my All head. right. Well, uh, go first on fun facts. Oh, I uh, oh, fun facts. Shit. Okay. Um, what fun facts do I have? The horse head was a real horse head. Boo. Uh, officially, I say boo, but it was yeah. an actual horse head that they got from a, a glue factory or whatever. Um, Vito's cat was a real cat that Francis Ford Coppola picked up walking around the set it was a stray i thought that was kind of cute um there were a lot of uh pranks going on behind the scenes which this is probably my favorite story marlon brando james Kahn, and robert duvall uh trying to out moon each other on set i think that's adorable yeah um what's the other ones i had um Paramount did not want Marlon Brando. At all. At all. Fuck him and the horse he rode in on is is yeah. what the uh, chief executive said. <laughs> uh, let's see. I don't the remember The scene that Sonny had... Beats Up Carlo took four days to shoot and 700 extras. True. And that and... scene probably took like 45 seconds, but he beat the shit out of him. Rewind really quick back to the Brando statement. Um, Paramount's first choice to play Vito until they saw Brando's screen test Sir Lawrence Olivier yeah so and I could see it but I think I think Brando was a good um, Brando's become the iconic image of that movie so yeah Um, so another fun fact they had real uh organized crime family members on set to help with the movie mm-hmm. which i think is interesting um okay this one the most complicated scene for special effects was the death of sunny james son's james Kahn's suit wow was rigged with 127 pouches of fake blood that's legit because he he got shot the fuck up 
Yeah, he did. <laughs> and I believe I remember hearing in an interview once that he had said the amount of bruising on his upper body from all of those explosions took forever to freaking yeah, heal because it literally his whole entire upper body was just like one big huge bruise yeah i don't blame you or bl- what sorry i'm reading something else ignore me i'm getting a little tipsy um yeah that sucks gambino crime family that's who it was sorry i was trying to find the the thing and then the last one i had was about frank sinatra where to go Oh, you know, good old Frank. Um, Threatened to break Mario Puzo's legs (laughs) because he bore so much similarity to Johnny Fontaine and he didn't appreciate Mario Puzo basically writing about him. Um, Supposedly, Frank Sinatra successfully got an actor to quit his role as Johnny Fontaine um because he didn't want him to do it Ooh. like frank don't vi- around. vic damone this this is supposed legend has it frank sinatra successfully got singer vic damone to quit his role as johnny fontaine and gianni russo claims he tried the same trick with him who was the guy who played or oh. carlo Rizzi. yeah Carlo Rizzi. Um, so yeah, uh, like okay, uh, Frank Sinatra, you're not the only crooner in fucking show business. Get off your own dick. Like yeah. I'm just saying. Not that he's not an amazing freaking. Oh yeah, I agree, but don't be trying to strong arm people in Hollywood because, and especially an author who wrote a fucking book. Like get right. get off yourself. Like come on. So. Okay, so those were the the main ones I had. Oh, and that McCluskey's shot in the eye was based on a real uh, mob hit. Oh, nice. So, so the couple I have left that you didn't already cover. Sorry. So no, no, hell no. You did a good job picking out fun facts. Um, Francis Ford Coppola was literally directing that entire movie on borrowed time um like you said earlier um there was even stand-in directors on set yeah because paramount was that ready to fire him until they seem film the scene where michael kills salazzo salazzo and mccluskey this evidently as rumor has it as soon as paramount saw that scene they literally like, oh got, this guy knows what he's doing they literally got out of freaking coppola's ass and let him do his thing uh, Ooh, i have one more but i'll, I'll okay. see if you say it go ahead, go ahead. no no because no, you might have it okay um there actually was regular family dinners on set where the characters were required to stay in character Mm-hmm. as it was francis ford coppola's way of organically organically developing the family dynamic yes which i think actually was an ingenious idea and i think it worked really well because i think the family dynamic comes out really well in this movie 
Um, it does. Robert Redford and Ryan O'Neill were the first two choices to play Michael ahead of Al Pacino. Ew. Um, Robert De Niro was Paramount's first choice to play Sonny. Uh-huh. Yeah. I could see Hopefully, it. Robert De Niro would get his all due respect in two well less than two years time when he got cast to play Vito young Vito in Godfather Part yeah, 2 Vito. but the and I'm paraphrasing the story when I go through it because I don't remember it beat by beat but um, a lot of the choices for the Vito and Michael and Sonny all came down over um, Coppola and his wife taking Brando and Pacino and Jim Con off mm-hmm. on a vacation to a cabin where they just improved and spitballed and shot little unofficial screen tests and whatnot. And Coppola took it to the big wigs at Paramount and that ultimately is what ended up getting Pacino and Khan and Brando cast. But I think I think it was James Khan that made the um comment that ultimately they didn't get paid for going and doing that work, the improv work with Coppola. Right. His wife fed them while they were off doing it so as, as his analogy goes basically paramount got the three of us for what amounted to like a couple of corned beef sandwiches <laughs> right so um connie's wedding actually was as it was written in this statement online a mad capped ad lib frenzy with the important segments filmed submerged in the chaos so basically they had the entire wedding reception and just told everybody just have fun and just celebrate and then they stage the different little michael and Kay and the luca brazzi story and you know all the other stuff that happens in the yard throughout the chaos um like the one i told and i think my last one yep uh and i told you this one already luca brazzi fumbling his Mm -hmm. lines in veto study was in fact real (coughs) excuse me um because time was running out francis ford coppola filmed him rehearsing the lines further to help further develop the scene Mm -hmm. um basically yeah. The guy who plays Luca Brazzi was a former professional wrestler who was very mm-hmm. intimidated by filming a scene with Marlon Brando, which I mean, who wouldn't be? <laughs> yeah, I would be. And ultimately he that's why you get the stumbling throughout the scene. And it really, right. and it and it really works in that scene because 
Because he's intimidated by him. Yeah, like it totally works. And Luca has a tremendous amount of respect and loyalty to the Don. Right. Like he, I mean, he dies for him. So. Yeah. So. So. Adding the little rehearsal bit out in the yard before he gets called in really helped to. Case like that means like, talking to himself. <laughs> yeah. That scary man over there is talking to himself. Oh, that's Luca Brazzi. Don't worry about it. No, so. so my my other one one was that, and I think we might have talked about part of this, but not all of it. Uh-huh. Sophia Coppola is in all three of these movies. Yes, yeah, yeah, we did talk about this one. Yeah, because she is baby, baby Connie and Carlos, baby, baby, Anthony. right? Yes. Yeah. The baby that is baptized in baby Ant- the fi- one of the final scenes of the movie. It, baby Anthony is and then, real life baby Sophia. And she's an extra in The Godfather 2 and one of the scenes with Vito uh, coming to America. Yes. Like on it, one of the ships. And then obviously she is Mary Corleone Mary and yeah. Godfather 3. So. so nice. Would you like to Okay, so I'm officially taking a pause at this point because brief moment of pause because this I'm going to let you give your memorable quote here and then we'll go with my memorable quote at the end. That way you can easily edit the sound in and out. So I tip my hat to you. Amanda's favorite quote from the godfather go ahead hey what are you gonna do nice college boy huh they want to get mixed up in the family business now you want to gun down a police captain why because he slapped you in the face a little bit huh what do you think this is the army where you shoot him a mile away you got to get up close like this but a bing you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit leave the gun take the cannoli I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. My father made him an offer he couldn't refuse. What was that? Luca Brazzi held a gun to his head, and my father assured him that either his brains or his signature would be on the contract. That's a true story. You spend time with your family? Sure I do. Good. Because a man who doesn't spend time with his family can never be a real man. Fredo, you're my older brother, and I love you. But don't ever take sides with anyone against the family again. Ever. It's not personal, Sonny. It's strictly business. That's my family, Kate. It's not me. My favorite quote, man, I don't know. It's really tough. I think just because of the humor and simplicity of it is leave the gun, take the cannoli. (laughs) Because you get this scene where they're off to kill uh, uh, Polly. Mm-hmm. and he's leaving his house and the wife's like when are you gonna be home and he's like i'll be home late and she's like don't forget the cannoli 
and then they go through the whole thing and you know Polly's dead and the guy's got the gun and he's like leave the gun take, take the cannoli because <laughs> he, he's like I'm not getting in trouble with my wife yeah I'm not getting in trouble when I get home <laughs> fuck that shit that woman will kick my ass no <laughs> I don't. If I come home without a cannoli, fuck, I'm sleeping with the fishes. Fuck, yeah, exactly. <laughs> fuck the gun. Don't forget the fucking cannoli. Yes. <laughs> so, okay. So obviously, okay, that's an awesome quote. I will go ahead and throw out the obviously number two on AFI's hundred years hundred quotes because obviously if it's that rated that high by them it's a worthwhile quote so um the line being i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse yes and and it's said a few different times by different people or well really it's only said by Vito and michael but i my favorite my personal favorite time when that is said is when michael is talking to Kay, and he's telling her about how Oh, my father helped Johnny Fontaine and, you know, uh-huh. helped him get out of his contract. And she's like, well, how do you do that? And she's like, he made him an offer he couldn't refuse. Yeah. And she's like, well, what was that? And then he goes on to tell the story, but it's like, don't ask me about my yeah, business. Don't ask me about my business, devil woman. <laughs> but it's just funny. Like, yeah. He made him an offer he couldn't refuse. So, yeah, that's, I mean, because it's so like it to me and you it's like oh this is going to be in my favor this is going to be something so delicious that i have to say yes and really it's like no you're going to do this or i'm going to fucking kill you that's it (laughs) so yes good one Uh, all right well are we ready for our reviews well okay really quick though i have one more just because oh, sorry, my bad. Just because I, well, two more. Okay. One, I, only because I referenced it earlier um, during the wedding ce- ceremony, or not ceremony, celebration. Um, Vito is meeting with Johnny Fontaine, and they're discussing the whole Johnny's down on his luck. He's having troubles in Hollywood, and he wants Vito's help, and blah, 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 blah. And Beto rips him new ass, and mm-hmm. the meanwhile he sent Tom off to go get. Oh, Spider-Man. Bro, what do I do? Bro, bro, bro. Okay. Yeah, he sent Tom off to go get Sonny, who was off banging away on some bridesmaid because mm-hmm. he's a man whore. Yeah, I only say that because if I don't say that, then this line isn't going to make a whole lot of sense. Mm-hmm. So when Sonny, oh Sonny, okay, sorry. <laughs> When Sonny walks into Vito's study, office, whatever you want to call it, Vito is literally looking at Johnny. Doesn't even turn around and look to notice that his son is walking <laughs> to the door behind him. And literally makes the statement, a man who doesn't spend time with his family. Well, he asks, are you spending time with your family? You get the yeah. And then he falls at a man who doesn't spend time with his family can never be a real man. Mm-hmm. Because Not Vito throwing Sonny. shade at Sonny right in front of his fucking face. <laughs> well, did literally. Well, not directly in front of his. I mean, his back's to Sonny, but he knew he was there. Yeah, you get the whole point. And then, so 
as far as like my other main favorite quote would be the um hold on a second so we like we discussed earlier um my other line would be the confrontation in the office where they're talking about what they're going to do about the Salazzo and McCluskey and Michael makes the suggestion and Tom and Sonny are like, Oh yeah, really? What are you going to, what are you going to do college boy? <laughs> what are you going to Mr. Shoot him from afar or just in a situation like you got to get up right alongside his head and put the gun to the side of his head and about a bing blow his brains all over your nice Ivy league suit. yes that is a good one that is a great one yeah so we kind of sort of planned it out but amanda's favorite quote and my favorite quote are going to get sound clipped into the episode yeah and maybe some of the other ones because yeah it's a good one get his blood all over your ivy league suit all right i will give you liberty if you want to pull other even if we didn't necessarily bring them up and want to sprinkle in a couple other memorable, significant, because there's a lot of quotes from this movie. And I'm sure, especially with your review, we're going to get into the significance of this movie as it has gone through the course of time. Yes. Not to step Um, on your toes, but go ahead. I will let you, I tip my hat to, ladies first all right well i am going to give this movie five out of five uh bloody horse heads because i mean come on this movie set the stage for every mob movie ever that was to be made after and yes there were some before but not like this and this movie itself is a work of art the score is a work of art the acting the the drama just everything is so like just poignant and beautiful and staggering and just it like slaps you in the face but it's so subtle Mm -hmm. it's not i mean you get the few you know when certain people get killed especially like when sunny gets killed like that's that's like in your face and you're like holy shit they really just you know yeah. And then you get Vito. And look how they massacred mm. my boy. Like they really did. But it's so, yeah. it's so emotional and just you know the inner, intertwinings of family and love and business and you know, commitment. It's just yeah. Well, and not to step on your toes, but it's even like the statement that I made the other day when I was watching it, and prepping my notes. But, you know, Sunny is a major, major dick. Yeah. Throughout the entire first half of this movie, he has absolutely zero redeeming qualities about himself. Well, I would say zero. There's a couple, but ultimately, one of those couple is what ultimately ends up getting him killed. Right. Protecting his sister. But yeah, when the abuse happens the second time, and a broken He's and like emotional Connie <laughs> calls her mom and is trying to tell her what's going on. You've got 
she's holding one of her grandkids and mm-hmm. the baby's screaming and she can't hear and she's she's all like connie what i can't no the baby's screaming what what what, what, what? right and she's like here sonny it's your sister like and, help me out here what's she whining about this time <laughs> yeah and he's on the phone and he's like what's going on and the second she hands him over the phone it's like okay if you've seen this movie enough you know what's coming and if you haven't seen this movie and you've gotten this far into this episode you know what's coming anyway right what are you doing yeah (laughs) but um yeah when he gets on the phone and he's all like what and he's and you see that look just wash over his face it's like oh my god you start to get that lump in the back of your throat and it's like this is really the probably most redeeming quality of Sonny is how dedicated he is to doing right for his sister and protecting her. And fuck, this is what's going to happen to him. He's literally going to get blocked in at a freaking toll booth. Yeah. And literally blow toll booth guy. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, the emotion of that i mean it yeah they capture emotion incredibly well i mean there's other moments throughout the movie where you get little instances of different i mean happiness grief whatever laughs happy whatever but okay i'll let you finish your review i just wanted to throw that one in there oh no i mean i think yeah i think i was done i think that's uh, about it and yeah, it's a great on your movie. Toes, but are we ready? Yeah, no. I, for my doctoral dissertation? Uh, I don't know. Are we? No, I. It's not that bad. Okay. <laughs> so. Okay, so I. Or I I couldn't just go with this from the heart because I didn't want to stumble through it. But now you have to edit that out. So I'm going to try and do this the best I can without turning this into a doctoral dissertation. (laughs) Hard not to. (laughs) Yeah, try my best. But we all know how KSTB is. Considering the way Paramount felt about this project from the start, Brando was on point with his performance. Pacino delivered. Khan was the unhinged badass he he needed to be. The score is by far one of the top musical scores of all time, in my opinion. Yes. Um, none of it is possible without the vision of sacrificial lamb director Francis Ford Coppola. Um, depending upon your views, this may or may not even be the best film in the franchise, but that discussion is paused until we get to the conclusion of the episode the story paces really well in my opinion others may not agree with me but you don't have to and my opinion is correct and that's how we're going to go with it Um, it starts off very laid back chill but upbeat but beat by beat it picks up the pace from the Italian negotiations to Vito getting shot to Michael getting assaulted to Salazzo and McCluskey's murder 
and on and on till you get to the face-to-face between Michael and Kay, followed by the quote-unquote quiet cliffhanger that leaves you wanting to know Mm -hmm. and see more. Thankfully, it was only 31 months later when our prayers would be answered. Luckily for me, I saw all three shortly after three number three hit VHS, so I didn't have to wait for cliffhanger. So ha 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 ha. <laughs> <coughs> but um, no, all kidding aside, though, this is an amazing movie, and I look forward to comparing this and number two and discussing our opinions together with the dozens. I can't go less than um, five out of five offers he couldn't refuse. Nice. It's just that good of a movie. So the idea Amanda and I had kicked around and I think we're going to go with is after we do our part two episode, then we'll kind of sort of look at and compare the accolades and whatnot between the two movies and we'll discuss our opinions on the movies and then we'll post a poll and discussion thread in the groups and we'll let the dozens think about it and decide legitimately honest to god which movie is the better movie i've heard people say godfather one i've heard people say godfather two i'm going to save my opinion until we get to that episode because I don't want to influence. I have an opinion. I have an opinion about which is the better movie versus the movie I enjoy more, and they're not the same. So, I think there's that. You and I are both of the same opinion, but we'll get into that when we get to the part two episode. Yeah. Because I don't want to give. I mean, if we do that now what's the point i mean if you know if you want to know mine just know that i adore al pacino and i'm super attracted to him in these in these first two movies so you know the more (coughs) the more al the better for my personal enjoyment especially when he's in suspenders and and being all sexy and and yeah anyway woo okay (laughs) time for me to stop (laughs) so anyway happy 50th birthday Plus one week, yes. Godfather. Yes. One of my all-time favorite movies of all time, even if it doesn't generally pop up on my top five favorite movies of all time list. You cannot go wrong with this movie. So a very heartfelt and worthwhile happy birthday to this amazing movie. Absolutely. And, and uh, yeah. As always, I would like to thank the dozens for being here i would like to thank my awesome co-host as well for being here putting together all of her awesome notes that obviously took a significant amount of time i know how long it took me to put my stuff together and (laughs) yeah i can appreciate the amount of work i put in and i'm sure amanda put in just as much work as i did so most of my work was watching and taking notes in the dark and also learning some Italian. So there you go. Yeah, see, I wasn't even dedicated enough to learn how to do the introduction in Italian, guys. So it sounded my, fun. So I was like, why not? 
my hats off to my awesome Podmigo. You are yes. dedicated enough to learn a different language to introduce the podcast. So thank Maybe you I'll very much. Maybe I'll do it every that. time. Buena <laughs> noche. Uh, ciao. Um, really quick before we chow out. Um, do you time. have anything? Yeah, that doesn't sound right. Buena um, noche. Do you have anything coming up that you need to announce for the SIP list? Um, we will be uh, reconvening next week with Brian from Playlist Wars to count down our top five favorite play. Uh, oh my God, Foo Fighter songs in honor of the late Taylor Hawkins, RIP. And then, yeah, more stuff on the horizon, but I haven't fully decided yet. Um, I will be doing something possibly live for Selena Day on April 16th. If not live, then it will definitely drop. And also, RIP to Selena. Today is the anniversary of the date that she was savagely murdered by that fucking asshole, Yolanda Salvador. Okay, sorry. Right. And love, love you, my, Selena. Don't forget my um, episode of the SIP list that's coming up as well. Because I wasn't invited to come on and discuss my top five favorite Bruce Willis movies. You were fucking invited. You're, oh my God. We haven't even poke. decided on a date yet, but. Poke, poke. Well, I didn't say, I mean, I, I was making the comment just because, you know, what's my favorite game? Poke a sleeping bear. Uh, poke the sleeping bear. Me, 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 me. So, um, I've only got, believe it or not, five announcements for coming up on is that all uh, (laughs) edit you out of this episode as well see if that's all Um, (laughs) um so coming up on an evening at the movies next week um yourself queenie and Mm -hmm. mr chris cole will be discussing the amazingly funny movie clue as well as why do we want to kill you in public flames on the side of my face all right heaving breaths okay go ahead (laughs) um week after that we've got you me jen well gene forgive me for saying her birth name <clears throat> you me gene and would you like to say this person's name really loud because you can't Kevin! are going to be reconvening <laughs> to discuss the movie Coraline, as well as you and i have a re-record coming up semi soon you're welcome mm-hmm. brandy um, we'll be discussing the Lion King again, almost one year later. <laughs> and then um, on May fourth, I will be dropping my Star Wars prequels episode. And then on May, May the fourth, be with you. Yeah. Now, see, now we just lost Cole. Thank God, yeah, he can go fuck himself. It's all Thank right. God, it's the end of the episode. Uh, um and then yeah um 
I think the idea I came up with is because today the Obi-Wan Kenobi TV series release date got bumped back two days that um, as long as Amanda's on board, because Chris already approved it, that we will record uh, Star Wars Rogue One, a Star Wars story on May 25th, and then we will release that episode on Obi-Wan Kenobi release date. So you can listen to our opinions on Rogue One and then tune in and watch Obi-Wan Kenobi, the first two episodes. Or you can do it the yes. other way around and watch Obi-Wan Kenobi and then finish it up with An Evening at the Movies. We highly recommend companioning the two together because it will be amazing. Church! It's church! Look, it's church! So, but yeah, that's what's coming up on An Evening at the Movies. So, again, thank you guys for all being here. Thank you guys for supporting the podcast as much as you guys do. I love you guys all. And, well, I love you guys all. Amanda loves you guys all. Yes. And Gene loves you guys all too. We cannot leave Gene out. So the Podmigos love all of the dozens. So we will say Arrivederci. And Buenanote. Good night. And we cannot close without. We hope you guys come back for. An evening at the movies. Have a good night, guys. Ciao.